We know the future of cars and trucks is electric, but what happens to all those vehicles that are still running well? Today, we meet the founder of Conversion Centers. He wants to recycle all those gas guzzlers by turning them into electric vehicles. Welcome to another edition of The Angel Nest, where real angel investors and entrepreneurs partner to build great new businesses. I'm David Hemingway. I'm a five-time founder and now an active angel investor. And my mission here is to talk about how investors collaborate with startups to build great companies. We don't make or recommend investments. And this program is for informational purposes only. There are 25 million half-ton pickup trucks on the road right now, whose only problem is that they run on gasoline. And everyone's decided that to save the planet, transportation vehicles need to go electric. But sending 25 million vehicles to the junkyard doesn't seem very environmentally friendly, nor very economical, especially for their owners. Today we meet Tom Story and his EV startup Conversion Centers, which aims to repurpose those gas-guzzling vehicles for a fraction of what they would cost to replace. Tom, welcome to the Angel Nest. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, David. Now, I've heard of special vintage vehicles getting a power transplant, but you're saying that you can do this at scale profitably both for the consumer and your company. Absolutely. When I started to study the market back in 2016, the VW Dieselgate scandal had just wrapped up, and Mr. Musk's e Tesla Motors was having a tremendous amount of success in the market. And so I wanted to find out what some of the market responses would be to the adoption of electric vehicles in the U.S. And my primary concern, David, was 290 million internal combustion vehicles on the roads today. And some of the market responses were intriguing to me, and I followed up on pickup trucks. The pickup truck is a large, heavy vehicle. It's got a twin I-beam frame on it, and there's plenty of room for batteries. So our first platform that we selected was the pickup truck. Have you figured out what kind of impact you'll have on the environment by uh, converting pickup trucks to electric? When we were discussing this with folks who are environmentally oriented, we came up with a measure, and that is a pickup truck has about a 14-year lifespan, and so a converted five-year-old pickup truck would be avoiding nine years of unleaded gasoline and motor oil consumption, and this adds up to about upwards of um, you know 70 to 80 tons of CO2 avoided. Wow. How do you plan to roll out the concept and scale the company? I brought in a partnership group who are engaged with the automotive industry, and we are going to design a conversion package. We already have the preliminary design, and this conversion package will be available through two channels. The first channel will be online sales to independent conversion shops throughout the United States, and also the company has developed a potential franchise plan for automobile dealerships to have conversion operations there. And how about after that? Do you have plans beyond that? Ultimately, we have two other platforms, the crossover vehicle platform and the sedan platform, which we will design packages for also. Tom, do you have any idea how consumers feel about the conversion to electric vehicles? The introduction of the Ford F-150 Lightning one year ago, about 14 months ago by the Ford Motor Company, brought a a great deal of clarity relative to the American consumer. The European consumer at this time is about 23% of new vehicle sales in Europe are electric vehicles. So they are approaching the handle of the hockey stick, the adoption hockey stick. Whereas in the United States, we're not even close. California is about 16% of gross electric vehicle sales. And these are the two principal measures of consumer response or how consumers feel about electric vehicles. The Ford Motor Company, the F-150 Lightning, the electric truck, They originally planned a volume for their first year of operations of 40,000 trucks. 
they put out for reservations and they got it up to 140,000 trucks and then they had to shut off reservations at 180,000. So they had a good sense relative to the market. Another element of the market was General Motors was looking at conversion packages. They decided to go to IHS Market, who had bought RL Polk Automotive Intelligence some years ago, and they did a study. And the market for conversion parts, electric vehicle parts for gasoline vehicles, they have it projected at $20 billion by 2030. So these are all good indications of the direction the market's headed in. One of the things that uh, my family and I always talk about as we drive up and down the East Coast is that in order to have true electrification of vehicles, you're going to have to have a lot more charging stations because, you know, the traffic is so dense that traveling, you know, a charge for two or 300 miles might not get you where you want to go. You're exactly right. That's one of the really big issues. And I think that the passage of the government uh, program that they've just released, the Inflation Recovery Act or whatever it's called. Reduction, right? <laughs> Reduction, Reduction, yeah. Act. Of course. Uh, we don't know anything about inflation in New York City, do we? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, an enormous sum of money has been committed to really funding companies for these charging stations. And another enormous sum of money at the Department of Energy and the, and, uh, the NREL labs have been to figuring out how to charge cars faster. That first Thanksgiving when we have a lot of electric vehicles is going to be a really big deal because people have to get to Aunt Amy's house and be able to get back without having to get in line to get their cars charged. Or have to wait hours for them to charge up so they can finish the drive. That's right. Your home charger is, for instance, for a pickup charger at home, it's going to be six hours if you have a level two. And if you're on the highway and you can get to a fast DC charger and get 100 kilowatts, you're still looking at 35, 40 minutes. So it's a lot slower than gasoline but they're uh, working hard at trying to make it faster. For all startups, really, the team is key. Have you put together a group of folks that you're really confident can succeed? Yeah, thank you for asking. This summer, I started having meetings with Nick Sampson. Nick Sampson was head of uh, director of chassis development at Tesla. Then he was one of the founders of Faraday Future Motors in California. That's an EV company that's owned by a Chinese investment firm now. He was also involved uh, when he was younger. Uh, he's an Englishman, and he uh, started at uh, Lotus and uh, Jaguar Land Rover back in the U.K. He is one of the leading uh, electric propulsion system engineers in the industry, and it's fun talking to him because I am not an automotive industry person, and he is, so I have to be very careful because he knows absolutely everybody. We have a lot of fun talking together. He's a very, very brilliant mind. We also have Stuart Fleming, who is a logistics executive. Uh, he's a graduate of the um, Air Force Academy. He too lived in England, so we have sort of an English flair with a startup company here. And Stuart was a director of the Coca-Cola company and is a very experienced operations executive to match us up with the rest of the team. And so one of the barriers for buying electric vehicles is the cost, right? So you're really addressing that by allowing people to convert, you know, their existing vehicles at a, at a much lower price point. Right, that's right. The fleet operators, like the Parks Department, who operate two-wheel drive pickup trucks, we have a package and a range for them at probably about the $18,000 range installed, and that's with a full national warranty. Then the all-wheel drive pickup trucks, which might be, you know, the larger, uh, more heavily optioned all-wheel drive pickup trucks with a longer range, the conversion package installed will be in the twenty-four dollars to $25,000 range. A new Ford F-150 Lightning uh, Pro package, which is the utility version of the truck, is about 48000 now, and the XLT is about 54000 So we're about 60%, 55 to 60% less than purchasing a new electric truck. Yeah, that's great. Now, investors probably thinking about 
conversion centers as a limited opportunity right off the bat because at some point we're all going to be driving electric vehicles and the folks who are going to want to convert will have done so. So what's the next step for the business after that? That's right. It's a 20-year market. That's the industry's estimate and our estimate based on their ability to see how many electric vehicles they can build over the next 20 years, but that should about cover the fleet. What's going on now is in the United States, we have about a million and a half electric vehicles on the road. That's our fleet. By 2040, there'll be about 260 million electric vehicles on the road. Our company will be equipped and certified to be one of the leading upgraders and installers of vehicle electric batteries, of vehicle electric propulsion systems, motors, chargers, and the like. Over the next 20 years, we are probably going to go through two more sequences of battery improvements, significant battery improvements. So a large part of our business in the future will be the upgrading and uh, servicing of electric vehicle batteries. So it sounds like you got a pretty long runway. Yes, it, <laughs> yes, it does. It looks like 20 to 25 years. Yep. Sounds like you can save the planet, save consumers money, and extend the life of millions and millions of vehicles with uh, plenty of years left in them. Tom Story of Conversion Centers, many thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, David. You can learn more and get contact information for Tom at our website, theangelnest.com, where you can also reach me. And I'd love to hear from you if you have a company that we should profile or comment on one of our episodes. You can email me at david at theangelnest.com. And now for the disclaimer that we don't make or recommend investments at The Angel Nest, and this program is for informational purposes only. We do not verify and cannot be held responsible for the claims of our guests or sponsors, some of whom may pay a fee to appear. Thanks for listening. We produce The Angel Nest in New York with help from David Newhoff. Here's hoping my fellow angels and the founders they support find their next great venture. So long until next time.